It is Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by Blast Motion. We are back in motion with my man Trevor Ploof. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. I am joining you from beautiful Madison, Wisconsin, where we are taking Brady Rose on his college tour. In fact, on Monday, we were shown around by a college football Hall of Famer, soon to be pro football Hall of Famer, my partner in crime in the Cleveland Browns announcing booth during the preseason, Joe Thomas. And I can tell you, he took us on a tour of Camp Randall Stadium. That place was awesome, dude. I've only heard great things about Camp Randall. I've been to Madison one time, had the night of my life, still haven't told you the story, but I'm happy. Brady, Brady is going to have so much fun. I'm jealous. I yeah. Am. Well, it's just part of a college tour. You know, he's just a junior, so he's trying to see what he loves. But when you get walked around by arguably the greatest player in a program's history, it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. You know what else is awesome? Blast motion. Because are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution. It is trusted by more major league, college, travel ball teams than any other thing out there. The blast sensor attaches to the knob of your bat. It provides real-time feedback with each and every swing. In fact, metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app. They generate insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. So go get this thing. Blastmotion.com. Enter the code today at checkout to save 10 bucks. Unlock your potential with Blast. And speaking of, at the end of this week, when Jolly Olive joins me on Friday's show, we're going to have our Blast Motion question of the week. If we pick yours, you will get Blast Motion sent to your crib, along with Baseball Today swag, a T-shirt as well. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Blast sent us a Blast Motion, and Teddy loves it. He thinks it's so cool. He thinks he's in the future. So we're getting him to work, that. and he's having fun doing it. That's like win-win for if you're a parent. So um, go do yourselves a favor. Send in a question. Uh, pique our curiosity. Make it funny, smart, intelligent. If we pick you, you get Blast Motion and a Baseball Today t-shirt. So there you go. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to break down the NL East. But first, my Guardian's got some crappy news. i to throw this on for a second. Tristan McKenzie, they're number two behind Shane Bieber. Not throwing for at least two weeks because of a issue in his upper back. Got forearm. It, it, it's all over the place. He's probably out a minimum of two months. Talk me off the ledge on this one. I don't know if I can see Rosie, to be honest with you, because I need to, I need some more specifics about what we're dealing with here. Too many times have I seen guys like, you know, with unspecific arm injuries, try to rehab them, come back too soon. Tristan, my guy, take your time, get this thing right. Because I do believe the Guardians in what a lot of people call the AL mid can stay afloat without him. I know that you told me they're not going to bring up any of their young studs, but I believe there's enough there to stay afloat until he comes back. But make sure you are healthy, Tristan, because we need you in September and October and not necessarily in April and May. I think that's a dangerous way to live. Uh, it sounds like they're not going to bring up Gavin Williams, who's uh, their first rounder from a couple years ago. Big strapping lad. He's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. You know, has a howitzer attached to that right shoulder. Espino, who's a top 10, top 15 prospect, he's been banged up in the spring. So obviously he's nowhere close. 
they're going to go with Connor Pilkington, who got some starts last year. He got some run. Uh, he's a lefty. He's fine. You know, he'll be a four-inning guy. But it just it puts a lot of stress on your bullpen, and I think that the Guardians are relying on the fact that the White Sox and the Twins just kind of moseyed along with them last season. I think that's a dangerous way to go, though. Well, yeah. I mean, and what Tristan did last year, I mean, what I have right oh. in, fr- in front of me, a 2.96, a 0.95 whip. You struck out 190 guys. It's going to be really tough to replace that. And you don't want to be complacent just because the other teams in your division seemingly haven't like gone over, gotten over the hump. I understand what you're saying, but the fact is you are in that division and you can stay afloat. So maybe I just did talk you off the ledge. You're going to be okay. See Rosie. Yeah, and you the did a better job with that than me. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm a big Tristan McKenzie fan just with the dude that he is. He's funny. He's me smart too. and he can throw a nasty fastball too. Um, before we get to the preview, we have to bring up what happened with JT Rail Muto. Um, Randy Rosenberg was the umpire. Have you ever seen anything like this? Or are we making too big a deal out of what we saw with the ejection? Oh, man. I mean, a lot of me just wants to say this guy's ego was bruised a little bit and he overreacted, which is kind of what did happen. I could see where he's coming from if he thought JT was like faking him out. But like JT doesn't can't see, you know, behind him. He doesn't have eyes in the back right. of his head. So I think there was miscommunication there. Obviously, JT thought he was gonna throw the ball back. I don't know, man. This guy's like a he's like a triple A up and down kind of umpire. And this is not like exactly, you know, the tone you want to be setting when you're on the doorstep of the major leagues. You don't want this to be the first right. thing that people know about you. So I think we should stop making such a big deal about it, but uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to ignore. This is just kind of a silly situation. It's been a clip that's made its way around social media millions of times so far. Like it's, I will say this, right? He's a guy that made his debut, his umpiring major league debut in 2020. And with so many guys retiring in the off season, I think there were 10 of them, 10 veteran umpires that moved along. You have your chance to shine. I don't think this is it. Now, I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's odd. I, I haven't seen it. And I understand a little bit of maybe what happened and why he got an itchy trigger finger on it with the ejection. But I think what should have happened is he probably should have taken a deep breath, grabbed the other umpires and said, hey, was I a little out of line? I don't think they can do that, though. They can't reinstate well, someone once you're tossed. You know what? Why can't you? I don't know. <laughs> Hey, I mean, what do you think about this? You think JT was like, hey, Randy, I am like not really feeling it today. I'm ready for this season. Can I just like hit the showers real quick? Like, let's stage this. Uh, okay. Ron Gardenhire was have... known to do that. Let me tell you that. I, there were times where I knew, oh, Ron was going to get thrown out of a game. Maybe JT took a page out of his book. If that is the case, then... JT should have gotten in front of the mic, not admitted that, but he should have said, Hey, you know what? I was probably a little out of line. I said something nasty. Yeah, that's all. That's all. That way they could have covered one another. So there's no way that's what happened. JT should do that anyway, just so like he's got him in the back pocket. Oh, okay. Protect the young lad. Game within the game. I'm in. (laughs) So we both disagree that it, it shouldn't have, you know, with Rosenberg's stance, not good but not the worst thing we've ever seen. Like, let's not get all up in arms. Guys should never umpire again. No, no, no. Like, we... we we'll we be over this people. tomorrow, yeah. people. Relax. Right. right. 
All right, you ready to move on to the NLEs predictions? I think so. Okay. If you had said no, would I have just stopped the show? No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> Great point. All right, Braves have won five straight divisional crowns. The biggest reason they will make it six in a row is... Have you seen the roster, C. Rosie? I mean, this is a complete freaking team. Um, the pitching is great. We all know that. Uh, the rotation I picked in the positional unit draft on talking baseball. Uh, I love the bullpen as well, although Rysel Iglesias being hurt to start the year is not great. I think he'll be okay. I think the offense really shines this year, man. I really do. I could see them having, listen to this, 10 dudes hit 20 homers. And I'm kind no. of... No. Yes. Sorry, that my phone just rang a little bit there. I kind of am combining Arcia and Grissom into one person, but go up and down that lineup. Each one of those guys is capable of hitting 20. I'm counting Travis Darno as another one of those guys, too, and Sean Murphy. So that's 10 total people can hit 20 home runs. A couple of them might even hit 40. And then you got Acuna and Michael Harris a second. They might steal 40 bags. You know what the biggest downside to this team is? They play in a tough division. Yeah. That's it. It is a great time to be a Braves fan. This team could freaking go this year. 110 wins possible. I don't know. I'm um I'm a little confused by your home run math, but I, I understand your overall point, which is this is arguably yes. One through nine in yeah. the lineup. Could they could all hit 20 home runs? Okay. I'm combining Grissom and RC at shortstop. But one through nine. And then you have Travis Darno. He could also hit you're, 20 homers. So wait, you're saying every position group could hit 20 homers? Every position player, starters, and Travis Darno. Yes. Travis Darno is not going to get enough ABs to hit 20 I homers. think he hit 18 last year, didn't he? Yeah, but how many home runs did, or how many ABs did he get? I mean, I have to look it up now. Do you need me to go do that? Just trust me. They might I think hit he should. two. Okay, I'll do it. You answer, and I'll do it. I'll tell you after you're done. Uh, okay. Here's the biggest reason they're going to win. They're six straight NL East. Ronald Acuna Jr., they basically won number five without him. I mean, I know he was physically there, but he wasn't Ronald Acuna Jr. He just was not the same guy. I don't know if it was that he lacked the explosiveness from the major knee injury that he was coming back from, but his war was 2.7. That doesn't sound like Ronald Acuna. A 764 OPS, 15 bombs? That's not Acuna-like. In his previous four seasons, Blue, he had never had an OPS under 883. He had never had fewer than 26 home runs in a full season. He had the second most strikeouts in his career last year, even though he played fewer than 120 games. So I'm not sure what they did with the real Ronald Acuna Jr. That was not the real one we saw last year. I expect him to bounce back, literally yes. and figuratively, and... I think that I think he's going to be back in the MVP contention and he's going to give us that wow factor again. And if that happens, look out. I agree with you. Travis Darno hit 18 homers and 396 plate appearances, 107 games last year. Okay. I take Listen, it back then. I Ro Ronnie, yes. Matt Olson, yes. Austin Riley, yes. Marcelo Zuna, yes. Michael Harris, the second, yes. Ozzy Albies. Well, yeah, if he's there all yes. year. Sean Murphy, yes. Eddie Rosario, yes. Orlando Arcia or Von Grissom? Von Grissom. 
Yeah. Okay. Possibly. So I can't go with everybody. I can't I, like, I don't think that Rosario gets there. Uh, I don't think that um, he's gotten there before. I don't think both those catchers will end up getting there, okay. but I, but I understand your point. It's fun, something fun to chew on. Uh, let's move to the Mets. They won 101 games last season, but they faltered in Atlanta that final week. Then they got bounced by San Diego in the opening round of the playoffs. Will the loss of their closer, Edwin Diaz, mean that New York is not a threat to the Braves' title run? It's obvious, you know, losing Diaz. Not good. That's a massive blow. You know, you have, like, set it and forget it relievers, Chris. They just don't come around that often. Um, but there's no guarantee he was going to be as dominant as he was last year. This is kind of like an Aaron Judge situation for the Yankees, which we'll talk about in another episode. There's no guarantee that he was going to be as good, although in the WBC he looked fucking filthy. Um, but you don't build your team around one player. And if we look around the league, how many teams just have a set closer? Like a lot of these teams go bullpen by committee. You can have an incredible season doing that. Um, it's another stacked roster. They return most of the guys from 2022. 20, uh, they won 101 games last year. I mean, this is a really good team. They bring in Verlander. Uh, I know there's a sour taste because of how the season ended, but this team's going to be a problem, dude. And if the bullpen becomes an issue, it's one of those things where at the deadline, that's one of the more readily available positions. They can go draw from that. Uh, they have guys that can do it, but to answer your question, no, they're going to make a run at this thing without Diaz. Uh, having him would obviously be amazing, but they still have plenty to go and win the NL East. He wasn't just a great closer. He was far and away the best closer and one of the best seasons we've ever seen. And they still didn't win the division. They still didn't win the division. Now, granted, I can't they believe right they didn't win the division. And, I know. And they won 101 games and they didn't win the division. Like, that sort of stuff is insane. Um, they asked Stephen Cohn, the owner, about this situation. Like, what do you do now that you don't have Edwin Diaz? For a guy who's willing to pay a half a billion dollar uh, in in payroll and and tax fee, he said, "You get in trouble when you overpay for guys." And what he meant by that is go out and trade for somebody. He didn't mean financially overpay. He meant like we're not going to trade all of our young dudes, the ones that we do have there on the cusp of helping this roster to go get a guy that we think can be eighty five percent of what Edwin Diaz was last year. I'd tell him it's worth overpaying. It is. It's worth overpaying. And he will he will change his tune because David Robertson has been a very, very good player, but he's in his late 30s. He hasn't been the closer on a contending team in years, it feels like. Okay. So I just don't know if you want to go that route. Well, like you said, I mean, he could change his tune if he gets into the season. There's some blown saves. I think that reliever team. position becomes pretty uh, apparent. Uh, but look, can I take another David Robertson victory lap? Every time I, he signs somewhere, I'm like, that's an incredible deal. Why didn't you know this team do that? Mm -hmm. And everyone kind of laughs. David Robertson, he's really old. Go look at the freaking numbers, people. I think he can do it. I think Adovino can do it. They have some guys there. But like I said, dude. At the deadline, there's a bunch of bullpen guys. And, and and the bullpen is fluid throughout the year. It's very difficult to set your roles and say, this is who's going to be here. It is who's hot at the right time. That's who you go with. There's no doubt about it. The Mets can do it. You want to have Diaz. I understand that, but you're going to be okay. Okay, just real quickly, I just want to put some more numbers in perspective. Who are arguably the three best closers? Now, there's one guy in that list of my three 
that struggled for like a month last year, but still I would take him on my team last year, just all in all of baseball. Who were they? Well, class A is the guy. Okay. So class A last year. Diaz. Best obviously the guy. Right. Yep. Who else? Who you want to add in there? Duvall. Do you want to add Hater at the end of the year? Hater. So I would say Hater. He had a terrible month last year, but he's been really, really good the last four or yeah. five, right? So last year, Emmanuel Classe got 35% of his outs via the strikeout. 35. Josh Hader got 54% of his outs via the strikeout, which is a huge number. Edwin Diaz got 63% of his outs by the strikeout. Nearly two-thirds of the guys he got out last year were strikeout. That means there's no way anybody behind you can screw up the play. That means nobody can get a lucky seeing-eye single and tie the game. That's some dominant shit right there that they're going to miss, and that's why I think they're going to have a hard time sticking with the Braves. I saw him throw three batters uh, this year live, and he struck all three of them out. So 100% for me. Baseball fans, America's pastime is back. Step up to the plate for some season opener action with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Talk about hitting it out of the park. I should know something about that. 106 homers in the show. Plus, everyone can get in on the Major League action with a no-sweat bet from DraftKings. And all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code BASEBALL today. New customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code BASEBALL today. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for the tales. The Phillies are actually your defending National League champs but they're already devastated by injuries. Bryce Harper is going to be out at least a couple months still coming back from surgery. Reese Hoskins is done. Who or what part of this team has to really impress to give Phillies another fall classic shot? See, that's what I like about the Phillies, Chris. I don't think anyone has to like go out there and, you know, perform at an otherworldly level. Uh, they don't need them to go insane to sustain the loss of Harper and Hoskins. Reese will be a miss, no doubt about that. But Bryce will be back midseason and like ready to go. Uh, they have guys up and down the lineup. The pitching staff, they just need to be themselves. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Turner did what you're talking about, takes the momentum from the WBC and just kind of goes on this crazy MVP path that sustains them until Harper gets back. But I don't think he, they actually need to do that. Um, keeping the ship afloat will be sufficient, rinse and repeat like 2022, get there and let's dance. I think that's the model that these guys have. They know they're a good team. They saw what happened last year when Harper went out. They were able to do it. Why not? Like they have all the confidence in the world. They can do it again. They had a Trey Turner, Trey Turner. This team's in a good spot still. Harper needs to come back, be himself. But if he does that, even without Hoskins, they're a force. So, um, I understand everything you're saying. I will boil it down to one guy. If I had to say they need massive productivity from this guy, okay, I would say Taiwan Walker because they paid him like a guy in the offseason that you need to do more than just show up, which is something that he's done nicely the last two years after a little bit earlier in his career having major health issues. You know, he's made virtually every start the last two seasons up there with the Mets. 
Um, they gave him $72 million over four years. That's a decent amount of money. Uh, they've got two great starters. We know that with Wheeler and Nola at the top. Ranger Suarez pitched really well when they needed him to last year, but he's already dealing with a bulky elbow. We don't know how the back end of that rotation is going to work. You need Taiwan Walker to show up. You need him uh, to. And the one thing about pitching in a ballpark like this, we know the ball can fly. And earlier in his career, and even as early, as recently as a couple of seasons ago, he was really susceptible to the long ball. But last year, he gave up only 15 homers and almost 160 innings. I can live with that ratio. I can live with that. So give some length. Do a solid job. I think that's a big deal for them. I like that. That's a that's a really good point. Uh, Walker solidifying a nice top three right there. Ranger should be back and be okay. Um, yeah, they've that was some injuries already to the rotation, man. It's, it was a mm-hmm. tough spring training for them, no doubt about it. Uh, Nick Castellanos, you could put him in that same boat. Like let's let's totally let's see you rake, bro. If he comes back and is a guy that we expect him to be, then I mean, this lineup has massive massive potential. They already do without that, but. With him in it and and you know hitting what six something like that that's nice. He had a couple of big moments during the playoffs, but for the most part, I think if you were to ask him, he would tell you it just wasn't good enough, particularly for a guy who signed a nine-figure deal. All right, uh, the Marlins. We know that they have the reigning signing award winner in Sandy. Uh, that was about it last year. Uh, full healthy season of Jazz and adding the American League batting champ in a rise. Does that do enough to make this team a wild card contender? I'm going to answer your question straight away. I never do this, but I'm going to. I don't think they're going to be in wild card contention at the end. Uh, if somehow they do, so much needs to go right. I mean, a rise needs to shine. Uh, Solaire needs to bounce back in a big way and stay healthy. Abasael Garcia as well. Like, I'm excited to see Jazz out there in center field, but I think there's some weird defensive stuff going on there uh, with the Marlins as well. Uh, there was, like, this tweet I read when I was kind of getting ready for this episode, and they were saying, like, the best second baseman they have, defensive second baseman is playing shortstop. The second best defensive second baseman they have is playing center field. The third best defensive second baseman they have is playing third base, and the worst defensive they have playing second base is playing second base. Like, there's a lot of things going on there. So I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, hopefully that's not true. Joey Wendell can play shortstop, too. Uh, the bullpen was also an ish, uh, issue last year, Chris. And they brought in Puck and Shagwa and Barnes, and they have Floro there. But those guys have high-end stuff. I dig them. I, I just don't see this team in, in wildcard contention. I mean, we might see them at some point during the year. But when I think about this question, I think about in September, are they going to be there with a realistic shot? I'm not so sure, man. There are two words that will answer the question. Hell no. It's just not happening. Listen, because of Miguel Rojas being a huge part of our John Boy Media family, I have had to watch more Miami Marlins baseball than any non-Marlins fan should have to in recent years. And I cannot believe how much their offense has struggled. All right, I get it. You're built on pitching. But Jesus Sign somebody or draft somebody to turn this shit around, will you? The two people, like, Avisel Garcia, they gave him more than $50 million. Horrible so far. Like, if he doesn't hit again the first few months, can we just move on at some point and just say, no. it was a mistake. We made a bad uh, accounting error. 
Let's round off the number. Let's call it a day. J.J. Bleday, we drafted him in the top five because he was going to turn this franchise around. Good luck in Oakland. I mean, are they ever going to get it right? They gave Solaire $36 million to be hurt. I, I mean, love look, the Arise I- move. I-, I love him. I think he is a great, great hitter, and he is a hard as hell out. But, man, that's not going to be enough to turn around that offense. They need some pop. I said the Braves have 10 guys that can hit 20 home runs. How many guys in this lineup can do it? Three? Jazz, Solaire, Solaire and Garcia? Yeah, but that's if Garcia makes enough contact. That's what I'm saying. They're offensively challenged. The defense is most likely going to be an issue this year, and yeah. the bullpen like has to prove us wrong. Listen, I would love nothing more than for them to be in it. I don't root against these other teams. I just don't. But, man, I got to call it like I see it with these guys. Like, enough of the games. Let's clean it up a little bit. Hey, bro, they brought back those cool uniforms, though. So They sure as hell did. Those things were awesome. And John Jay, uh, what's up, bro? Get that team fired up. He, You know, he's the only one that believes in them. John Jay. No, Skip Schumacher believes in him. I oh, love he probably does too. You're totally Rose rotation. He better. Yeah, he. Yeah, of course. But what's he supposed to say? I don't know. All right, the Nats are in full rebuild rebuild mode. We know that. Lots of young dudes are going to get their shot. The one who will wow us this year will be. I think they're going to have a few guys that wow us. I really do. I'm going to give you my guy, C.J. Abrams. I think he can be the real deal defensively. I'm excited to see what kind of like highlights we get out of a full 162 from him. He's 22 years old. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like an uptick uh, offensively. Um, What they need to do is tell all the young guys there that just go play, make your adjustments. Don't worry about your numbers. And inevitably, Chris, you're going to worry about your numbers and results are going to matter. But when the coaching staff from the front office tells you, you're going to be starting. We want you to get reps. I think that takes a, bunch of pressure off and i think that's the right way to approach this year for these guys look you're going to want to try to win ball games there's no doubt about that but when a coaching staff comes up to cj abrams and says look bro we don't care about your numbers offensively this year we just want you to get better we want you to see pitches we want you to get dirt on your spikes i think that like i said alleviates pressure and allows a guy to get in there really dig in and become a good big leaguer i think it'll pay dividends for this team in the future if they tell those guys that uh, I, I love him. I, I'm a big fan of his. And he's one of those young, exciting players that I just love watching him run. If he's running after a baseball, if he's running on the bases, that's cool for me. So hopefully the new rules will help a guy like that. I'm going to go with the guy who came over to Washington with him, Mackenzie Gore. There are Washington fans. They've never seen him pitch. He had a bulky elbow when he came over in the trade. And so, he, you know, he made a few rehab starts, I think, but he still hasn't pitched in a Washington Nationals uniform when it counts. So here's what I think you're getting. A really solid, I don't I don't know if he's a true top of the rotation guy, but I think he has the shot. I think he has it in him. You know, he was the number one pitching prospect for a long time out there in San Diego. We kept hearing about him. And then we finally saw him last year. And in his first nine big league appearances, he allowed one earned run, more than one earned run, only one time. Pretty impressive. 
I think there's going to be a bunch of guys like there's going to be some fun baseball being played with the Nationals. Now, yeah. It's not going to amount to a bunch of wins. They're not going to no. win the division. They're not going to be in playoff contention. We understand that. But there are some guys that can really play. There's some youngsters there that are going to be part of the next wave, hopefully the next window, like we like to call it. Um, I'm I'm going to be tuning in. I, I really think C.J. Abrams could he could win a gold glove this year. Like he is he's got it. By the way, I want to take it back. First nine appearances of Gore's career, he allowed more than one earned run only twice. Sorry. I tried to make him look better than he was. Still damn good when it started. Okay. All right. Um, we are back at it again on Wednesday, where we will break down the sixth and final division, the American League East. And so we're 48 hours away from this thing starting. I'm excited. I was talking to James Loney today. He's doing the uh, freeway series between the Angels and the Dodgers, and we're talking about the season oh. getting started. Tell me a bunch of stuff about the Dodgers. Oh. I'll be fired up. Okay. A little offline discussion, sounds like. Good. Yeah. Uh, we, we need to have a talk. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I. Did you like that picture I sent? I did. I did. I think that's probably the place. That's to be. By the way, Michelle goes, Look what it is. I'm like, what, what do you mean? She goes, look over there. Each <laughs> place. I'm like, yeah. Let's end the show. Out of here. All right. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.